Welcome to the Heart-Centered Warriors podcast by me, Katrina Houghton, the Wellness Boss. Here, I will share with you tips, tricks, and interviews focused on the five pillars of health and wellness. These will include your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and social well-being. I'm here to spark you with aha moments and dig out golden nuggets on habit change strategies that you can start adding into your life right now. What would it feel like to step into the very best version of you? Join me today in learning how to battle the chaos and blaze the trail as we power through this messy and magical journey called life. All right. Hello, you beautiful heart-centered warriors. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast this week. Today, I'm very excited to bring to you the talented and beautiful Sean Willett. Sean is going to talk to us on how to re-energize the entrepreneur. So I know many of my fellow health coaches will want to listen in to today's episode. It's so easy to get caught up in doing all of the things, getting our businesses off the ground, and then once we are up and running, managing all of the different channels and roles that we now need to run our efficient businesses. So Sean is here to teach us and entrepreneurs how to go from chaos to calm and including little health checks for us, ourselves, and our business. Sean is here to help us free up time and make more money and scale without sacrificing our health. She supports female business owners and entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business, but feel overwhelmed, burnt out, and are ultimately compromising their well-being. It's so easy to get trapped in that burnout loop. She can help you get organized in your business and set up systems to save you time. She also supports you to keep your energy levels high so that you can focus on money-making activities and taking your business to the next level and still be healthy. So Sean, welcome, welcome. It is a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> awesome. So just tell us a little bit about you and, and how you are how you do what you do, I like to say that you do what you do with a little bit of a twist because you're you're a VA, but you have a, a very significant background, which is kind of relatable to all of us health coaches. Yeah, yeah. So I am I'm a VA and I started my business at the uh, beginning of the pandemic. Um, I trained as a yoga teacher a few years ago and I'm also a meditation teacher and well-being has been something I've always been super passionate about. And when I started my VA business, um, I was working with a few different clients and I thought about uh, just doing the VA work. And I realized actually working with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners who actually work independently, they were really struggling with their well-being. Because even though we know this stuff as well-being uh, yoga teachers or coaches, even though we know this stuff, it's really easy to give so much and want to help so many people that often we leave ourselves we, we fall short. So working with my clients, I decided to start bringing in some well-being practices. So as well as helping them to grow their business with the back-end stuff like admin and launches and Facebook groups and, and, and whatnot, I also help them to keep their energy levels high. So with m the majority of my clients, we have weekly um, chats and, and we discuss the business and how it's going and what our goals are for the following week. And I also ask them how they're doing, you know, where they're at. And 
we explore some well-being practices. So depending on how they're feeling, sometimes we'll do some breath work together to re-energize them, or maybe we'll do some gentle yoga um, or even a, a guided meditation just to help them recenter themselves back into their bodies. I love that. I know for me, um, when I get overwhelmed, I start to spin and I, I kind of like get into this loop of, am I going down the right path? And I've tried everything and I don't know what to do next. And then sometimes I see all of the possibilities and I have a really hard time centering and focusing on just one direction, you know, one way to go. And I, I do, I do spin a lot. I know that for myself. So what, what would be like a, a number one, suggestion when you're feeling overwhelmed and I mean overwhelmed and excited like looking at all of the different possibilities not overwhelmed like oh my gosh I have so much to do but overwhelmed with all of the possibilities and 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 learning which which one to do first or which road to take Mm, I think that's it, isn't it? A lot of entrepreneurs often have so many different ideas. <laughs> We're always such creative beings. And I think that, like you say, sometimes it's difficult to know you know, you get so excited about something, but often it's more than just one thing. And it's difficult to know which one to give your time and energy to in that moment um, and which ones to perhaps put on the back burner. Um, so I think when we are feeling like that, I think it's about really listening to, and we talked about this in the Facebook group as well, but, but really thinking about the areas in your business that really light you up, the areas in your business that really excites you and doing more of that, really, um, doing more of the stuff that really you're passionate about. And this is where having a really good VA um, really helps because you can delegate the work that you find maybe tedious or more challenging and you can focus more on the things that bring you joy, which for various different people is things like creating podcasts or creating really engaging client magnetic content, or maybe it's jumping on sales calls and really um, securing those future clients. So all of the things that really bring you joy, focus more on doing those things that actually excite you. And either if you're at a point in your business where you can expand and take on a VA and, and expand your team, then it's great to offload some of the mundane stuff. And at the same time, if you're not quite there yet, then just, I guess, find the time to get the mundane stuff out of the way first, maybe, so you have the exciting forward to. I think that was a beautiful answer. Um, and I, I do, it reminds me of um, Marie Forleo's book, uh, you know, Everything is Figure Outable. And you, like you say, just pick what lights you up. And that, that just makes me remember in the book when she says it's okay to be multi-passionate because yes, as an entrepreneur, I think that um, a lot of things light us up. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of different creative um, roads to go down and I always, um, you know, a lot of things light me up. So I have to, you know, kind of recenter and figure out what is going to be the best avenue to go. But I, I agree with you. And, and yeah, I think we are a little multi-passionate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, when, when I did have you as a guest speaker in the Facebook group uh, during the summer, 
you had said to remember to sit into our queen energy and be aware of what is going on inside our bodies because it can be a direct reflection to our work production. And I absolutely love that you said sit into our queen energy. <laughs> You're totally talking my language. So can you yeah. elaborate a little bit on that for, for us? Yeah, of course. So I think that often when we're quite overwhelmed or burnt out, it's easy to start to feel that kind of um, feel a little out of control of our business. And then there's that underlying kind of desperation comes in and we're wanting to, you know, make money. And then there's the, the desperation of, oh, my God, I need more clients. I need I need this. I need to do this. I must do this. And that is not queen energy. Queen energy is when you know yourself well enough and also when you can show up in a place that you feel confident in. And actually, you don't just want any clients. You want your type of clients. You know, you want to attract your dream clients and you won't settle for less than that. And it's also about really knowing when you're on a sales call, just being honest and knowing like, is this someone I really want to work with? And instead of letting that kind of desperation side um, or that kind of ego side, just say, yes, yes, just go for it. Just say yes, because it's money and it's work and we need that. It's like, actually, do I want to work with this person? Do I really feel I can support them? And do I feel like it would be a good fit for me as their coach or teacher or, or mentor? I so agree with that. And I'm really glad that you brought that to the forefront, you know, to actually say, hey, can I work with this person? Can I support this person? And to drop your ego and drop the desperation. And I think that uh, that is definitely something that needs to come to light because especially when you're first starting out and you're just breaking through and you, you know, you want all the clients and, and, and like you say, it is very important to attract your dream client. And, and I've had, I've had that experience, you know, of having the dream clients that are eager and willing to go and they do everything I'm coaching them to do. And those are the ones that get the most success. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. And that's it, isn't it? And, and you will just naturally work better with them and their results will be better because they, they are invested, you know, and it's not, it's not always just that financial investment. It's actually, they're invested in you as their coach, you know, they are, they want to be supported by you. And I think that when, and I've experienced that with my VA clients as well, some of them that I work with, I just click with, and it's just an absolute joy to work with them. And within that kind of, um, when you're in that manifesting place, when you're trying to manifest your next clients and really thinking about what it is, I think it's really about getting clear on who you want to attract. And I think the best energy to be in when you're thinking of that is your queen energy. Oh my gosh. I love that. I think I'm going to have to just listen to that over and over again. Yes, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> and I love that sitting in the queen energy. I've, I've heard, I've done quite a few different 
meditations and I've had some different spiritual teachers and, and I love, you know, what everyone brings and you always look for those little golden nuggets. And I think, I think the golden nugget that has really helped me with, with listening to you is the sitting in the queen energy and bringing that forward. I think, I, yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> I do want to ask another question if that's okay. Look at me. I'm full of questions for you today. Actually, before I ask this question, I just want to say you, um, I'm kind of rewinding here a little bit. At the beginning, you had said that you were a yoga teacher and you were doing yoga um, previously before the pandemic hit and and then you became the VA. So can, what what kind of yoga do you do? So I teach Kundalini yoga, which is slightly different to other types of yoga. Um, we practice the main difference with kundalini yoga to other practices is that it's much more of a um slightly kind of deeper more spiritual practice so we do it with the eyes closed which makes the whole class just much more internal it really helps you to feel the changes that are happening as we move through the exercises and as we work through the breath work and Kundalini yoga is also known as the yoga of awareness. So it having the eyes closed really allows you to deepen that awareness of yourself and learn new things about yourself. So we do uh, kriyas, which are sets of movements done for a specific amount of time for a specific outcome. And then we'll do meditation. So we'll often use chanting and mantra. And we'll do, like I say, breath work. Um, so there's always an element of all of those things in the classes. And for me, the journey I've been on with Kundalini Yoga was life changing. I found it in 2017 when I wasn't in a great place. And I was still working in the corporate world and just really not yeah yeah not not in a good place and i um started going to kundalini yoga and i found the classes i remember going to the first one and the teacher was uh chanting the opening mantras and i just felt completely at home i used to be a performer so I used to do quite a lot of singing uh, years ago and I hadn't used my voice for a long time because I got, I kind of lost my confidence. And then walking into that Kundalini class just made me feel like just home again, being able to use my voice again for the first time. And chanting is so different to singing because it doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be in tune it just comes from a place within you and sometimes it can be not pretty but you just need to make that sound however that feels and um i guess i just kept going back i kept going back to classes and then a, my teacher was talking to me about potentially being a becoming a kundalini yoga teacher and at the time I was still working in theatre management and I just wasn't sure if that was for me. And then I remembered, sorry, I know this is going a little bit off tangent. No, no, I love it. Um, I remembered about two or three years before 
I started Kundalini Yoga. I went to a meditation evening and the uh, people running the meditation evening were playing huge gongs and I'd never ever had a gong bath before and I'd never sort of been in that vibration of sound. And at the time, I kind of just found it. It was at the start of kind of like my spiritual journey and I just went along and I went with my friend and I had this really deep meditation and I saw myself teaching yoga, right? And this was like two or three years before I started practicing yoga. And I had this really clear image of myself teaching yoga. And I also saw myself looking really healthy and really happy. And at the time I was really quite overweight and again, not in a great place. So after the meditation, I noticed that the teachers were all dressed in white and they had white turbans on. And at the time, again, it didn't make sense. It didn't mean anything to me. I just thought that was that was that. And I said to my friend, I said, oh, my gosh, I've just had this amazing meditation. And I went so deep and I saw myself as a yoga teacher and I've never even stepped foot in a yoga class before. And my friend just said, well, just, you know think about it and just uh, keep that memory and you just never know. And then, you know, a few years later, when my then teacher, my Kundalini teacher said to me, have you ever thought about actually training to be a yoga teacher? That was it. I just remembered it. And I thought, I have to do this because I saw it. And then I started to feel happier and healthier I lost a lot of weight because I was looking after myself and prioritizing my well-being. And here I am. Uh, that, I love that. I, I got goosebumps. And I love hearing the stories of, you know, just like you said, being in the sound bath and, and having that meditation that just was a vision. And I've heard other people, you know, something happens where they have to make a life change. And usually it is a holistic experience. I, I know people have turned to different forms of yoga, different forms of meditation, drumming. I'm, I was actually present at a drum circle and it was my first time going to a drum circle and I was like, okay, like we all just stand around and beat this big drum. Like this is so awkward. But if you just get over the awkwardness and let your soul go and really get in tune with the vibrations that are coming, it is the most magnificent feeling. And I don't know if it was just like a sound healing or or what. And I'm, I'm always, personally, I've been drawn to um, many of the native healing tools. And I have recently made my first drum. And, uh, and I use my eagle feathers and a lot of smudging. But uh, I had that spiritual aha moment um, well, probably 11 years ago now when I first came into Reiki and I, I've shared my story on previous uh, podcasts, but I, so I, I totally get that, you know, I, I totally know. And when you started going and doing the Kundalini yoga and then you're like, okay, and you, and you just feel home, I really understand that. And I, I think that it is so blessed. It is so privileged. It is so, uh, it's what we're here to do. Like was why we're on this path and on this journey is to experience 
that spiritual aha moment, for lack of better word. But uh, I, I just listened to your story and I'm like, oh, I want that. And then I'm like, no, Katrina, you had that. You remember? Mm. <laughs> and, and mm, so yeah. yeah, it was Reiki and, for and me. I, I, yeah, and I just think that it's just about being that, just being able to give people the chance to have that experience as well. And that's why I also trained to be a yoga teacher in in Kundalini because my experience of it was so life-changing that it, I just thought, even if I can just help people to get a little part of that, then I know that I'll be helping them because just being able to see yourself from that different perspective, like seeing yourself, I feel like in these yogic practices in meditation, we see ourselves through almost like a different lens. You know, you learn a different side of yourself you didn't know was there. You find a strength within you. You you find a voice, which I did again. Um, and you, you find a peace as well, a peace within you. And that's also what, what I found. So, yeah. I, I, yes, I feel like it, it's tapping into your heart-centered warrior. That's that's what I would call it. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And 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 the, the you know and and a heart centered warrior isn't always just a fighting warrioress, right? It's about being in tune with your heart space and 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 um, the ebbs and flows of that. You know, not just always uh, working hard or always um, kind of fighting and, 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 and striving, but also learning the more quieter times where you need to nurture yourself and, and take care as well. Absolutely. It's that all encompassing. And that that is where I feel like the, the queen energy, the warrior energy, the heart centered, because in that heart space is where you find all the answers. And Oh, I've just, uh, I heard on another podcast, the longest journey that you will ever take is from your head to your heart space. But once you're able to get in there and tap into that heart space, that's where all of your answers lie. And, and I feel that that is such a true statement. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Oh, look at us. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is, that is so true. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So I do have one more question for you that I'd like for you to share with our listeners. So what would be your top three tips for re-energizing the entrepreneur? So I think, first of all, in those moments when you feel uh, you need to be re-energized, like I was talking about in my uh, interview with you and your group, is just get into nature, you know, reground yourself. I think that it's really easy to get really into the head about things like you were just saying. And sometimes you have to come back into your body. You have to come back into the present moment, into the here and now. And the best way to do that is through just getting into nature. So whether that's going for a walk in nature, so woodland area, or even if you just have a grassy park near, take your shoes and socks off and just walk and reground yourself with the earth beneath you. I live quite close to the beach here so I often go down to the to the beach and, and just put my feet in, in the sea and that is the perfect way for me to uh, reground myself and ultimately re-energize myself. Um, so that would always be my first tip and 
My second tip for re-energizing the entrepreneur is about making sure that you're really looking after yourself and giving yourself breaks. So that's breaks in your working day, especially, um, but also giving yourself a holiday. I think that it's so common for entrepreneurs to just work, work, work. And I think I was talking to a friend about this earlier today. And, you know, we were saying about how sometimes, you know, you can often as an entrepreneur, if you have a down, down, if you have some downtime or if you have a, a day off, sometimes you feel guilty about it because you think, oh, I should be working. I should be doing this. But that's that's not real. That's just the, the facade of the hustle, right? It's about actually giving yourself time to recoup, look after yourself, be with your family, you know, put them first and just enjoy some downtime. So, and that is energizing in itself. So I would always recommend at the beginning of each year, put your holidays in, you know, even if it feels kind of hard, I think it's always better to plan your holidays. And then as freelancers and, and people who are self-employed, which we often are, you know, it's about, you can plan then, you know, if you know you have a week off at the end of June, for example, you know that the month before, you'll just put a little bit more aside and make sure that you've got some money for that time. Um, so that that would be my my second piece of advice is giving yourself time. Yes, I have to just interject here. I agree with you. Uh, I think that is so important because yes, we eat, breathe, sleep, poop our businesses. And, and that guilt, you know, like, I'm like, Oh, I had like mom guilt all the time when the kids were young. And now being, you know, a business owner, you have that guilt of of taking time, because there's always something to do always something to do. And, and like I am my business, everything about me is my business. So it is hard, but yeah, people want to know that you're human. And I think that they respect you and they honor you a little bit more when you do take that time to rejuvenate and, and have that time off. And I like that idea. Cause for me, I usually just, Oh, well, uh, okay. I'm feeling like I need some time off. So I'm going to take a week off here or I need to take a long weekend there. And I've just kind of been going with the flow. But I think, you know, come January or maybe even, you know, starting in September, because I always like to September is more of my new year than than it is January. I, I like to use September. It just works better with the kids. But uh, that's a better way of looking at, you know, September to September, when I'm going to take my holidays and when I'm going to be available to to rest and relax and reload. <laughs> yeah. And then again, it just stops the burnout, right? Because, you know, then that way you've scheduled your holidays in, you know that you've got those holidays coming up as opposed to maybe getting completely burnt out that you actually have to take a week off to recover, which isn't a holiday, yes. right? You yes. get completely burnt out and you get overwhelmed and you just think, I can't do this. And you shut the laptop and you have a week off, but that's not a week of holiday. That's a week of actually recovering from the sheer amount of work and pressure that you've put yourself under. That's true. I always say I need a 10 day holiday because I usually spend the first three days sleeping. You know, I just exactly. need to sleep exactly. and then I want a full seven days. But, you know, I'm like, I need those yeah. first three days just to ugh, <laughs> sleep. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think 
I, I kind of have two, well, I've got two more things, so maybe it's four things. Um, <laughs> but off the back of that, I think that it's also, I think, part of re-energizing us as entrepreneurs is also really about listening to our bodies and listening to our cycles as women who, you know, have you know, you need to listen to your cycles and, and really working to actually tune in with that and to fit in with that. And I think that it's about listening to when you have more energy and working more then uh, because you have the capacity to. And then on the days when you're really not feeling it, also listening to that too and not being guilty for, for taking time out. So I think it's it's so easy to get wrapped up in that I must work I must work all day I must do this but actually you know what we're freelancers we can we can choose when the hell we want to work uh, yes <laughs> we don't have to answer to anyone um you know whereas if you are like in a corporate role you have to go in and do a nine-to-five shift or whatever you know and maybe go more than that and work crazy hours but we don't have to do that and um, I think it's about really allowing yourself to just listen to your body and be more in tune with your body and listen to when you want to work more and when you need to just take the foot off the pedal a little bit. I love that. I think that's so important. Like I always make sure I schedule enough time in between clients so that I can grab a snack or go to the washroom or, you know, run up and down the stairs a little bit because, you know, I can't be like, oh, I... I did it to myself, actually. I learned a very valuable lesson in February. You know, I said yes, and I had back-to-back clients. I didn't stop. And it was probably a good nine or 10 days of working straight. And it was about, I mean, I say five or six hours a day, but I mean, it's five or six hours, like five or six clients a day. And an hour a day, you know, whether I'm coaching or I have my wellness clinic. So when I'm working in my wellness clinic, that's a lot of energy exchange. If I'm doing Reiki or reflexology, like sure, it's a, it's like, I'm, it's pretty relaxing, you know, like I'm a relaxation expert and I help people relax, but it's still me giving my energy. And I definitely put intention into each client and depending on what they need, is what my intention is for that treatment. And so I realized quite quickly, like, okay, I cannot keep up this pace. And so I have to have a staff meeting with myself and allow myself, you know, an hour long break <laughs> or lunch time, you know. And and sometimes, sometimes, you know, like you say, during the cycle, sometimes I need to go home and have a nap. Like I just, or I'll just have a nap at the clinic because I I can't function. And and it's honoring that time. And and I know for me personally, during my cycle, I don't sleep. Like I have a very hard time sleeping properly. So that's just the way it is. Yeah. And I think it's, it's that kind of when you, when you're doing healing work or when you're working with people, especially one-to-one, you're also really opening yourself up and you can take on a lot of their energy as well. And that's draining. Like a lot of that you know people can project a lot of their I'm not gonna swear but a lot of their stuff yes. um on you and um just uh that's draining in itself you know so back to back if you're just constantly doing that it's it's tough yep I agree mm-hmm 
And then my my other my other little tip for energizing the entrepreneur, which is actually something that I've um, realized recently through just working with clients and them working with me, is actually a really nice way to re-energize yourself is connection. Literally just connecting with people. I think it's really easy to get into our bubble of working on our business and just having business conversations with people or coaching, if you know, with coaches, having work type conversations with people instead of just like real talk. And I think that actually it's energizing to have a really, I mean, I don't really do small talk. I haven't got the time for it. Like if I meet someone, I want to know everything. (laughs) I just want to be right in there. I don't want to mess around and like tell me, who you are, like what you, what you're doing, what your beliefs are. Like, like, I just want to know because that for me energizes me like talking to other people, learning about them and connecting with them is a way that makes me feel energized, but also inspires me. And I think then you can take that inspiration into your business and you actually have stories to share. You know, I was having a chat with a friend of mine who I met through work, through business. We did a coaching course together um, and we had a coffee, a virtual coffee today. She's in Australia. I'm here. Like huge time difference. She was drinking wine because it was 7 p.m. at night. I was drinking coffee. (laughs) But um, we just had the loveliest conversation, and it really wasn't. It was like a little bit of business. How's your business going? Yeah, but actually, it was deep. You know, we talked about other stuff. We talked about life, and I think actually. That for me, I came off that call and I felt energized. I agree. I understand that so, so much, you know, and, and I, and I find that I do do that with, with my clients. I mean, sometimes it just turns into a really good, you know, sharing session or a connection session. And, and like, you know, actually this morning, my girlfriend FaceTimed me and we haven't had time to actually like meet up and hang out. But, uh, you know, I was, I was doing some baking before hopping on this call. And so she was uh, getting ready. She had to go run some errands. So she was getting ready and I was baking in the kitchen. But it was nice to be able to see her face and we giggled and we laughed and we just kind of got caught up in what's happening in each other's lives. And, you know, so that was it's I agree with you. I think connection is so huge. And I mean, and we lose it and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out for dinner or that you have to see one another, you know, like I was I was cooking in the kitchen, but I still felt connected to her. And like you say, I was having coffee. She was having wine, but you were able to have like a great conversation and still connect. I think that's huge. I love that. I love your tips. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Perfect. So, all right. So where can, where can we find you? I will drop all of your links into the show notes, but uh, just let us know where we can find you online, Sean, please. Yeah. So my, um, my kind of Instagram and Facebook handles are just Sean Amy Yoga. And um, my email address is shanamiyoga at gmail.com. And if you have any questions about, you know, off the back of this, I think then just just hop on a, you know, just DM me and let's have a call. And I'm very open to that kind of thing. And also I think that 
even if, and I said this in my, um, in our last chat, actually, like, even if you're not quite sure if you're ready to hire a VA, or if you've never had a VA before, and you want some tips, like, I think that just learning to know what to delegate to a VA is really important. Because often people have a VA, and they're, they're not utilizing them enough, because either they don't know what to delegate, or they don't feel comfortable enough to actually let go of the reins of their business. Um, so, yeah, I can help you and give you tips on that. And also with the with the well-being stuff as well. Wonderful. Um, you also have a Facebook group too, don't you? I do have a Facebook group. Yeah. So my kind of VA package is called Chaos to Calm. And that's also my Facebook group is just Chaos to Calm. And again, it's kind of that idea of taking people from chaos to calm, obviously, but also just like not always just in business. You know, it doesn't always have to be about business, but it can be life as well. So that's where the sort of more meditative and yogic practices come in, just helping to bring that element of calmness into our lives so that actually we can face the challenges of life with grace and ease, as opposed to the franticness that can often come up. Perfect. Absolutely beautiful. Well, I thank you so much for being here today. And I appreciate your time to interview on this podcast. And I hope this was fun. (laughs) It was. I mean, it was, yeah, it's been, it's been great. So thank you. And thank you for letting me share my story as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe and share this podcast. I invite you to join the Heart Centered Warriors Facebook group And you can listen to all the podcast episodes on my website at thewellnessboss.com. Until next time, I'm sending you a personal shout out to raise your vibrations and do something today that sets your soul on fire.